Welcome into Lockdown Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where every single day, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, it's a big deal to us, and we are going to talk about it. My name is Jay Kyle Mann, and I am joined today, per usual, by Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Yep. And, uh, you know, we... Uh, I don't know what I was going to say there. Honestly, uh, we, we 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 both we both fell asleep really late last night. Uh, well, I did. I don't know if you did. I stayed up. Uh, I'm, I'm messing with the new schedule, like I told you, because uh, the West Coast people they can make my life difficult sometimes. Just in just just in the time difference, because they're up when you're down, and they're down when you're up in the morning. So, yeah, I mean, just the whole NBA like game starting at, at you know. 10 30 or later sometimes it just can be it can be a bit much so anyway today we're going to talk uh mostly about basketball would you agree yeah i mean i i think that's all we're going to talk about it's a bye week in football so basketball season is exactly as we're recording this on tuesday morning we are just just exactly two weeks or one week away from kentucky's basketball season starting in madison square garden and you and i are both going to be there it's going to be super fun yeah, I've never been to I've never been to Madison Square. I'm pretty. I mean, as a, as a basketball fan, I've walked past it in New York before uh, and and gazed up at its glory. Not much, <laughs> not much glorious basketball going on in there lately, uh, as in the last thirty years. But um, yeah, excited to go do that. And I, I was uh, kind of I was talking with one of my uh, coworkers yesterday, and I was just kind of pondering this. It's it's interesting that the the matchups are going to be pretty good, you know, as far as college basketball goes, but not as much star power this year, really. When you get down to it, at the at the Champions Classic, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, Duke doesn't have superstars. Kentucky really doesn't have, you know, anybody that you know for sure is going to be a top ten pick. Uh, Kansas has you know, Azubuki is a really good player. Dotson's a really good player, but they're not. Zion level, no. Um, As a nobody, no, but, no, no, obviously nobody is. But there, there just aren't any like. There really aren't any guaranteed lottery picks, are there? No, a lot of those guys. I mean, like in if you all think four about teams, it, Wiseman. You know, a lot of the teams went to sort of the the peripheral, you know, programs. Wiseman went to to Memphis, obviously, and they well, they picked up a, a few different guys, but just the the big names. You know, Arizona got the the, the two big players. Um, yeah, there's n- there's not as many of them concentrated, I guess. You know, Maxi and Ver- Vernon Carey, Matt- Matthew Hurt, and then Cassius Winston. Obviously, I think is probably the biggest. Yeah, the biggest star is Cassius, Cassius Winston. I mean, he's the he's the pretty much everybody's front runner for national player of the year going into the season. But he's a you know former four star recruit who's you know played four years in college, and um, I don't know that anybody knows for sure he's going to be a pro. You know, uh, so. He strikes me as sort of a sort of a rotation level like Fred Van Vliet type guy if if he's yeah. going to be anything like I think because yeah and I don't think yeah. I don't think being anything is a guarantee I mean I think he's a really really good college player he just doesn't he he does not he would there's a reason he's been he's been a really great college player for a long time and is not still not left for the NBA because he doesn't really fit sort of what the NBA is looking for necessarily. No, it's not no. from not from a measurement any any sort of measurable standard. But um, we've both had time to kind of look at and review the the first exhibition game, and so I wanted to kind of revisit it in a in a different format. And and the easiest one is 
game game is today. What is you know Michigan State games today based on just the information that we have? What is your starting? What's your best starting five for Kentucky? It's tough because you know I looked at the I looked at that roster and it, or that lineup initially, and I I tweeted out that I hated the lineup, but. I understand why you want to keep Ashton on the floor. I saw something where Ashton said that this was his team. I don't know. Did you see that? I don't know what I didn't hear him say that. that. I don't know where it came from, but did I'm you sure hear? He th- I mean, I'm sure he thinks that way. Did you hear um, somebody say it too, though? I saw somebody tweet no. out that he had said. Well, maybe maybe they were lying. I don't know. I'd seen something where he said that, and I was like, this is going to be interesting because. I don't know. You want to have Ashton on the floor because, yeah, he is the most disruptive defender. But I think Maxie's no slouch in that area. Maxie, I think. Go ahead. And quickly. Yeah, I mean, not not at all a bad defender. He's in fact a very good defender. So it's like, can you put all three of those guys? I, I think. I don't know. If you're just trying to put your best offensive lineup on the floor. I know that Cal doesn't think that way. You know, Cal wants to try to choke you out possession-wise and and right. uh, and grind it, um, and you know, have better athletes out there than you. I would assume. I, I'd assume he's going to keep Maxie coming in as the sixth guy. I'm not. I'm not asking you what you think Cal will do. I'm asking well, you. If, you're the co- you're oh, a coach okay. of the team. What's your five? Spit it out. What five guys do you want to see? I'm. I'll give you mine, and then you can decide. Go ahead. Go from there. Here's what I would say, and I said this in the comments of the thing I wrote off the scrimmage, off the uh, exhibition. To me, without a doubt, without a doubt, of as of today, the three best players on the team are Hagens, Quickly, and Maxi. So mm-hmm. I would like to play my three best players. <laughs> all all <laughs> about know? the same size. They are all think- about the same size. They have some wingspan to them. A couple of them. They all defend. The thing is, that's your best offensive probably backcourt, and it's also a good, a really good defensive group. You give up some size at the three by having one of those guys there. I don't hate it, you know, and then I'm going to go. So you're going to go with all three of them at the same time. All three and Brooks and Sustina. That's like, that's now that's not a great, you know, back end defensive group. Oh, wait, you're going to go Brooks and Sustina. Yes. Oh, they're going to, they're going to get absolutely murdered inside. If there's any, if there's any team that has any kind of playmaking size, like playmaking at three, four, five, yeah, they, they just they're gonna get run off the. Now floor. this is this is also probably a little bit with uh, with factoring in that we don't know Nick Richard's status. I, I think, as I understand it, they put him in a boot. There's no, I don't think there's any concern that there's a uh, major injury. I think this is just a straight up rolled ankle. I really doubt that he'll play Friday. I'm almost sure he won't, but I think there is a chance he'll play in the opener. But nonetheless he's he's sort of uncertain. If he's healthy, totally healthy, I think at least initially, because he's shown us some good stuff, I'd go Hagen's quickly, Maxie Brooks, and Richards. Yeah. But um, as an offense, I think your best offense, your, your best offensive five is, is those three guards, Brooks and Sestina. Because, I mean, Nate is a legit – Three point, you know, stretch, well, yeah. stretch five three point threat, and he, he is. You know, you can certainly outscore people, but you better be outscoring them. If you're not, if you're not, if your offense isn't flowing, and you're scoring a bunch, and you're not scoring a bunch of points, and you pull the plug on that lineup quick. It'd be fun to see if they if they started Sistine at the four and with those guards, and then Nick at the five, and then the, if they could play any some kind of like junk defense where they where they raise the whole defense up to like three quarter court because those teams, but they're <laughs> so not to, to protect Sistina a little bit. 
No, no, just because Nick Nick in space can can get up and and you know volleyball block shots, but he he struggles more with like when people tedium. are coming down here at, downhill at him. No, I mean he struggles with like the the tedium of you know a sustained long sequence of like making reads and things. Oh, if well, it's, sure, yeah. If I mean, it's out in space, he can, and it's one read, and the and the team's trying to beat them downhill to get a layup. Yeah. Past the junk defense, but but I don't know that these guys are. I don't know. They're all pretty good gap shooters, like you know, Maxi and Hagen specifically really are. Um, but they're not super long. You know, you kind of yeah. like to have. But Kentucky has a couple of those guys. You know, with with Whitney and and Brooks. It's a it's a really man. It, it really is an interesting team in terms of like the options that they're going to have. Like you really can throw a ton of different looks, but the only problem is. I feel like every single look uh, has a flaw. A fatal yeah, flaw. <laughs> has a big flaw. Like and it, it really, it really hurts him that that Khalil Whitney's been so bad so far because I think he's a, a great guy to put at the three and and be a long, you know, physical guy who can defend that wing. But so far, he's not rebounded at all. He's been just a nightmare offensively. He's really like a little bit lost, it seems. And and until he figures it out, it does limit them a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're right up against the break here. I guess let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back. And you wrote a story. We can talk about that. Sounds good to me. All right, let's take a break. So picking up a little bit where we left off there, um, I want to get to to kind of one more fun thing. But also, I want to ask you what if you're if you're protecting a lead late, what's your what's your defensive group you're throwing out there? Uh, I. I think that's. I'd probably go with the similar group because those guys are all three such good defenders. Maxie's getting there, you know, and I mean they're all three growing. Maxie's probably a little bit, like I was saying on Twitter the other day, it's like he's a little bit underrated as an athlete by by his just by his visage. Um, but I'd keep Nick there, um, and honestly, I think I'd probably just go with it because I think Sestina's maturity. He's probably going to be less mistake prone. You might consider. Mm. What do you think? I just think he's a liability defensively right now. He is. What I've seen. No, well, there's there's that, but then there's also just there's knowing di- where to go and talking defensively. There's a difference you know. between yeah, between like oh, you know, he can't move his feet, and oh, he's just in the total wrong place. Right. Like right. Nate's smart enough where uh, you know those lapses probably aren't going to happen as much. I do kind of like having the two the twin bigs flying around down there at the at the at the baseline with. Montgomery, Montgomery and Richards, but oh, now you want two big guys? I like it. I like the look. Real of progressive it, of you, Jay Kyle, man. EJ is uh, <laughs> well, we know. Uh, EJ is. I don't know, man. It's going to be an ongoing discussion between us. I feel like give he's me, got a lot to prove. EJ give me, does. give me Hagen's, Maxie, Whitney, Brooks, and Richards to 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 defend in the game. That's what I want. Um, yeah. Here's 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 the last one of the, my hypotheticals. Um, you need a three to win the game today. Not not projecting out quickly today. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my vote. He's uh, already clutch too. I don't. Yeah. think I, th- I think. Um, yeah, I mean, he's already hit a big big threes in NCAA tournament games. I'm so. pretty sure he hit a game winner in high school, didn't he? Like didn't he did. He hit? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's I think more than one. Um, yeah. Uh, Nate Dykes, would be high on the list too. Yeah. Um, if you can get the scenario where you get the ball in his hands. So in blue, white, and the first exhibition combined so far, here are the numbers. 
Uh, Emmanuel's the best. He's five of ten. Nate is next. He's five of eleven. Ashton Hagen's five of twelve so far from three. Uh, I don't think it's a small thing. We haven't really talked about it, but I mean the shots are going in. Like he's he's a better shooter than he was a year ago. There's still a lot of lot of things you can pick apart in Hagen's game, but he's improved an area that he needed to improve. It looks like Maxi two of eight and Johnny Juzang one of seven is not a huge concern. A lot of young guys come in and, and don't make it early on. I mean, I think Hero struggled early. I think Jamal Murray struggled. A lot of those guys did. Devin Booker. Um, but yeah, game game on the line, I'm putting the ball in, in Emmanuel Quickly's hands, and I don't think I would have necessarily expected to say that a few months ago. Yeah, the only shooters that Cal's had that haven't had like a tough start is like Deron Lamb was pretty good out of the gate, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Brandon Knight was Monk, obviously was yeah. <laughs> incendiary at the beginning, of, like uh, just off the charts. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'd go quickly. Uh, Jimmy Dykes made a really interesting point, just about uh, quickly doesn't really force a lot of bad dribble threes, just because his shot is sort of a two is a two motion shot. Like he right. doesn't, he can't fling it really quickly. Um, pardon the pun there, but. Um, yeah, I, w- I would go with him. I, I think that he's probably going to end up being Kentucky's most consistent shooter. And Hagen's Hagen's is, is is a weird is a weird thing where he's one of those big bruising point guards where you would think I don't think he's as bad as people think he is, but he's also not good enough where I want him taking step in threes in transition like he did in the blue white game. I about fell out of my chair a couple times when he did that. But <laughs> I don't know what the coaches said about that, but um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about your uh, your your story. It was uh, you did another letters from home. Yeah. yeah. So and we we just kind of I think we did the uh, Juzang letter kind of in passing. We just kind of mentioned it, but uh, had a, the third of the five has come out, and it is uh, on Dante Allen, and it's kind of cool because um, he's a homegrown kid, and you know I didn't know really to what extent. Just because you're from the state doesn't necessarily mean you were just like a dyed-in-the-wool Kentucky fan. Derek Willis, by the way, was not. He was not like a guy who was just born and raised and steeped in Kentucky. Like I think, I think he may have actually been a Louisville fan when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know, you know, to what extent really Dante Allen was like hardcore Kentucky. Well, pretty hardcore. <laughs> his, I, I talked to his stepdad, who he just calls dad. He's been in his life since he was an infant. And it was kind of cool. This this interview for this letter was done from a ship. He was on he was on the the USS Eisenhower docked in Norfolk, getting ready to ship overseas when we were talking. Oh, really? Um, so he's yeah. an, like an officer? Uh, he's been over there. I don't know what level he's in. He's at in the Navy, but he's been in the Navy for eighteen years. Yeah. But um, wow. He said uh, the way the letter kind of opens is like he said he used to feel sorry when other coaches would come in to do in-home visits because they'd be so excited and they'd walk in and they'd see Dante's room and his whole bedroom is like a shrine to Kentucky basketball. <laughs> and I tweeted out a picture of it. It is insane. Like he has one wall that's just painted all blue, Kentucky blue. He has giant Kentucky on the bottom and then wildcats down each side and all these trophies and memorabilia and cha- you know replica championship banners and pictures of rings and uh kentucky championship ring i mean it's i don't it's, know what it would be like to grow up 
I mean, I grew up this type of kid. I can't, I can't imagine what it would have been. It probably would have made me like vomit. I would have been so freaked out if UK had come to visit me, you know, to recruit you. Yeah. Oh man. It would have just been like an overwhelming thing to have happen. I I don't know how you deal with that if you're a teenager. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that was the other thing too. Like, so then it was, you know, he was kind of waiting and waiting and trying to, he was Mr. Basketball in Kentucky. He was unbelievable uh, before he got hurt, but um, you know, he plays in a small set, a small school in a small town, Falmouth. Is that how you say it? Falmouth, Falmouth, Falmouth. Um, I think it's, uh, well, I had a friend from Falmouth. Um, I don't know. I still don't remember. Falmouth. Drew Hamilton. If you're out there, hit me up. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he had to wait a bit, you know, to get his offer. And so then he, he's on his second official unofficial visit to Kentucky and they watch practice and then Cal sits him down and basically says, we're going to offer you a scholarship, you know, take your time, think it over. And Don, according to his stepdad, Dante just said, I accept <laughs> like just couldn't spit it out fast enough. <laughs> and then the whole way home, they were just all kind of having that, just as you would imagine, like the freak out moment, like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Can you, is this real? Like did they, is Kentucky really offering me? Um, and that's yeah. cool because that's, that's very cool, man. He's the kid that, that Kentucky fans want here. And they, you know, they clamor for more of the, the guy who does want to, you know, w- want with all his fiber to wear that uniform. And, you know, he, his dad went to the same high school as, uh, Darius Miller and connected them when he was young and Darius, you know, Mason County. Kind of, yeah, kind of help draw a roadmap for here's how to do it and here's what to expect. And he, he kind of wants to be the next Darius Miller. And that, I would think that's music to Kentucky fans' uh, ears because. Hold on. You didn't say he went to high school with Darius Miller. No, his father. Oh, no, 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 no. His stepfather went to the same high school as Darius Miller. Okay, not, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, no. How does that math work? Yeah, I, think yeah. he's a, I think he's a little older. Um, yeah. But, you know, so the, the, the whole letter or a lot of the letter is just about what it kind of what it means to a kid like Dante Allen to grow up, you know, big blue and then get the chance to come play at Kentucky. And um, it's, yeah. it's pretty special. So hopefully people will check that out. He's one of the real interesting unknown commodities. I feel like people don't totally know a lot about him in terms of what he could be like. He, he I, To me, he's really interesting just raw material as basketball player like he's got great measurements and Mm -hmm. i think that he does the really the really nice thing that if you can come across this every once in a while is if a guy has you know the great physical tools to be a player but they're not in a rush or in a position where they're going to be hurried in their development you know um and I, i feel like alan didn't you tell me that uh the staff was just like or was it even somebody said they wanted to just work him out for a solid year? Was it Joel? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's you know that would be the dream. You know, the, the kid I think wants to play, but uh, I think for one, and that's one of the things in the letter, his stepdad is like, "Don't rush back." You know, just make sure you're ready before you come back. Just do everything it takes to get ready. Um, I mean, he, he, you know, nobody thinks he's a one and done or a two and done. I mean, he's probably a three or four year guy. Um, and it's kind of a gift for them to, you know, he's pretty much healthy now. He's not back. He's, you know, not fully back practicing. He's sitting on the sidelines during the game, the game so far. Um, but he's pretty close, I think, to healthy. And so you could have a whole year because you also have a lot of depth on the wing. You could have a whole year to really develop him, you know, get him stronger. Dude, you know, you know who he should go study? The, the, progr- the, 
development arc of Mikhail Bridges. That's who he should go watch because Mikhail Bridges yeah. sat out his freshman year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, at, uh, at Villanova. Yeah, yeah, and then came back and similar builds too. Yeah, actually. and then became just a monster. Yeah, and you know he's a six six kid who can really. I mean, he really can shoot it. He's well, that's one of the things I don't think we've talked about enough when, when they're putting together this super team for next year and recruiting, and it's like, well, where's the shooting going to come from? It may be Dante Allen. Uh, you know, and if your best shooter on your team is a 6'6 kid, that's that ain't bad either. So, yeah. um, by the way, just rewinding to our, our earlier talk about guys with their cold three point shooting starts, as, you know, Johnny has gotten off to a one for seven start. Uh, Malik Monk was three of twelve. This is actual regular season games. Oh, start. I was way wrong on that. But then he yeah. hit seven in his third game in in the Champions Classic. So that's what probably why Did, you think he remember him as starting hot. Quit um, moving your mic, by the way. You're, oh, you're moving your mic. <laughs> well, I was going to say that that uh, encapsulates Monk so well. What you just described. Right. Three Starts for 12, three for twelve. Seven. seven in a row. <laughs> yeah. um, Malik uh, uh, Jamal Murray was three of fifteen to start. Devin Booker was one of eleven to start, and Tyler Hero's two of ten to start. So you know there is no cause for alarm when you're pure. When the guy who's supposed to be your purest shooter is not the purest shooter right out of the gate as a freshman. So uh, the speed of your looks changes too a lot whenever you get to college. Like uh, like whenever you go up a level, it's like the defense changes and just the speed of the game, the speed of the the size size of the windows, things like that. Like. And I'm sure it's not like a huge shock to these guys, but he'll adjust. It'll be fine. They also changed the line this year a little bit, didn't they? They said it went back like... The back, uh, it's the international three-point line now. So back about like 15 inches or something. That's not nothing. I mean... No, it's, it's, it's you know, the da- the early data from, um, I think the NIT experimented with it last year and then some different teams uh, that took, we, we pulled the data from different teams' foreign trips this summer, I think it's about a percentage point so far that the his uh, three point percentage has gone down. Uh, that's about right. It'll be about a percent, probably percent and a half. But uh, yeah. also opens up the floor for drivers. So there's there's some give and take there. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. We need to take one more break, and then uh, Kyle's going to go do a Q and A. We uh, we pulled together a group of our experts at the uh, at the athletic four of us uh, who cover the SEC um, to do a little roundtable basically and kind of preview the league in that way. We've we've done a bunch of different stuff previewing the league. We've written um, state of the program really in depth uh, pieces on just about every team in the league. But this is kind of a quick two minute tour of the of the SEC going into the season and and I wanted to kind of go over a couple of the questions we asked we we asked of ourselves and answered um, and kind of get your thoughts on them. Uh, one that I liked a lot was there there are four first year coaches in the league: uh, Buzz Williams at Texas A and M, Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt, Nate Oates at Alabama, and Eric Musselman uh, at Arkansas. I Which still can't believe Stack guys, is coaching Vandy. I still can't believe it. It's a really I mean, weird hire, and I, I'm I'm pretty skeptical of that one. But uh, oh, I think the, it's awesome. Uh, I just think it's strange, like Stackhouse coaching the SEC. I love it, especially Vanderbilt. I just uh, I'm excited about it. Anyway, go ahead. So so we asked who, which of those four guys makes the NCAA tournament first, and then separately, who was the who was the best long term hire of those four. Between okay, said so between Stack Oates, Musselman, and Buzz at Texas A&M. Buzz is a good coach. I, I feel like, um, I don't know, man. 
I like Musselman too. I, you know, I, th- I think Stack is is sort of a, a dicey proposition that could go terribly wrong. He's done really well with pros. I don't know. I don't even. I don't get the impression that he's going to want to stay at Vanderbilt. Um, but and then, oh, so who makes would, the tournament this year or this first? year? This year? Uh, well, I, I think Musselman has some good players back. I would assume that he's going to have a good chance to go. So I would I would lean towards him. No way. You you are you are so off on this. <laughs> Wait on, on he's coaching I mean, Alabama, Nate, right? No, he's at Arkansas. Nate oh, Nate. I had it. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> I was like, I, who are, what good I had the red. Has, Eric Musselman has one good player. No, no, I was thinking Arkansas. of I was thinking of Red SEC West, and I got oh, my names flip flop. I mean, pff, Nate Oates, Eric Musselman. I, yeah. I'm saying I, I think uh, I think Oates is going to be. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to have a good. Uh, Oates year. was unanimous in that question about who makes the tournament first. They've got a really good squad. He was fantastic at Buffalo. They they averaged almost thirty wins the last two seasons. Won a tournament game each of the last two years. I, I like that hire a lot, and I like them as a team to make the tournament this year. Long term, I think it's Buzz because you know he took over Virginia Tech at a very low point, and they were one play away from eliminating Duke and going to the Elite Eight last year. Yeah, they've had some good players. Their player development has been really good, too. So, yeah, I think he's going to be a great addition for the league. And he's just a funny, kind of a sassy guy, you know, like a right. uh, source of comedy. Yeah, I, I'm, he's not my favorite person to deal with from a media perspective. But, but he's, uh, <laughs> that uh, fun call. But, he, but, I mean, he's kind of a jerk. But I think he's a, he's a good personality for the league. Um, here, here's an interesting one. LSU, Tennessee, Auburn, those were kind of the three – real contenders in the league other than Virginia, uh, than Kentucky the last couple seasons. Um, they all lost a, some major pieces. Obviously, Auburn went to the Final Four and lost those guards. Uh, which of those three, LSU, Tennessee, Auburn, you think falls the farthest this season? Oh, man. they I mean, yeah, God, they all lost like school history, like <laughs> high watermarks in school history type talent and teams. I mean, Auburn to the Final Four. Um Tennessee, I mean, had two of their best players in school history, too. And a third, I mean, Bone, Jordan Bone, they had three draft picks leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was you lobbying for me to copy your answer. That was sly. Nice there. (laughs) Uh, No, No, I mean, LSU lost Tremont Waters, one of the best, you know, one of the best point guards they've ever had and some other. Nas Nas Reed and the the guy with the hyphenated name. I always forget his name. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough to say, like, I mean. you know, Auburn lost Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, who scored those two scored fifty on Kentucky, and then Chumo Kiki, who was their best pro. I mean, all all three of those teams lost like three plus elite players. You know, at least in, at the college level. Hmm. I I mean, I'd lean Tennessee, but I mean, I could see an argument for. Uh, uh, how far did LSU even go in the tournament? I'm trying to remember. They had a really good game against Maryland. Uh, they got to the Sweet 16, right? I know they got out. Of the, I think they got out of the first weekend. It's kind of a blur now, but I think they surprised everybody with all that turmoil and a back. Yeah, coach. they hit. They had FU. Uh, they had FU energy going. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Now. Yeah, because they, oh. they won the crazy game against. Was it like Seton Hall? Uh, I feel like it was like Maryland. Well, Maybe they beat I'm, Maryland and Seton Hall, right? LSU. Yeah. 
basketball. I was rooting for them. I remember because I just thought it was so funny that they were winning. <laughs> I definitely have a sort of a joke like a, that. This is going to sound really well, stupid. Uh, I have like a watch the world burn streak in me a little bit. Sure. When, I mean, I do things, too. <laughs> things start to go south. I'm like, let's go. No, I wanted LSU <laughs> to make the final four. No doubt about it. I mean, that yeah. would have been, you know, because, you know, it, it just would have been a perfect sort of chaos moment. You know, you don't have your coach. You're you're under extreme suspicion that you've bought your whole roster, and then you end up in the Final Four. No, uh, mm-hmm. so they beat. You're right. They beat Yale and Maryland, uh, and then lost to Michigan State in the Sweet 16. So, uh, did they give Michigan State a game? Uh, I don't remember if it was close at some point. It, final margin was uh, 17. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Many more uh, for the round table? Uh, yeah, we got some others. I didn't know if we still had time. Um, got about a minute th- and a half. I mean, th- I think this is the easiest one. Uh, which which teams from the uh, SEC do you think make the tournament, and which team from the league goes the farthest? Well, I mean, I said the other night, just at, the, at first glance, I still kind of feel like Florida is – a really good team. I feel like they are in a good position to go far, but I feel it's going to be neck neck and neck between Kentucky and them. Um, yeah. I still think Auburn's going to be a pretty decent team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, agree. I, I will lean Florida until Kentucky just really shows me something. Cause I just, I feel like their issues could, could be, I'm kind of getting in the position you get, you and I had this conversation the other night. I'm getting to the point where I feel like Kentucky is like a, like a second round, third round yeah. team. Yeah, you can uh, you can talk yourself into not liking this Kentucky team pretty easily. But they yeah. also could be really fun. Like they could yeah. be like that '97 Arizona team that yeah. just had a shit ton of guards and they and, and a couple good bigs. And it's got, all about how Cal uses this team. He it won't if they don't go far. It won't be because they don't have pieces enough pieces to be really good. It's just will will Cal you know figure out what which buttons to push. And which yeah. ones not to push? So give me who 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 from the league gets in? Who all gets in? I mean, yeah. Kentucky, Florida, Auburn. I think will get in. Um, I don't know about Texas A and M. I haven't really totally looked at the roster. Super close. Um, I would say Unlikely, Tennessee. In my opinion, Tennessee could. I mean, yeah, uh, they'd have to sneak uh, in, but they they have a couple key pieces back from last year. Vanderbilt, no way. Nope. Um, South Carolina, can't doubt count, it. You, you can't count out Frank Martin. He always kind of overachieves, but they, they just don't have a lot. I mean, so that's, what do I have, like four-ish there? Um, You've got Kentucky, Florida, Auburn so far, and maybe Tennessee. Maybe Tennessee, LSU, maybe again, Mississippi well, State. Well, they got Javante Smart back. I think LSU gets in. You think so? Yeah, uh, they've got well, Smart they back. Skyler Mays they, back, too. Skyler Mays is really good. They have Emmett uh, Williams back, and they added uh, McDonald's All-American Trendon, they Wat- added, Trendon Watford. Yeah, they'll probably get in. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Mississippi State, Arkansas, no, no. So I'd say five. Is that five? I've got seven. I've got Kentucky, Florida, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Tennessee. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about Alabama and Ole Miss. And Ole, yeah. Ole Miss is going to – they've got a terrific backcourt. <laughs> as my as my headphone goes flying, uh, Ole Miss has a terrific backcourt. You know, they maybe the best scorer in the league in Brian Tyree. Uh, Devontae Shuler is a really good running mate with him. They've added some some guys through recruiting and JUCO. Uh, they got a guy from the Bahamas who like went bonkers. I can't remember his name at the moment, but who went bonkers on like two different high level um, 
power conference teams while he was in high school playing in exhibition games, and they added a big dude from JUCO that's going to be really good. I like Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, I think Ole Miss finishes in the you know fourth, fifth, or sixth slot in the league, and and that's not actually a bad place to be in the SEC. The league the league is kind of here to stay. I, the the uptick has has um, maintained, I think, over the last couple of years. Well, nothing gold can stay, Kyle. So I don't, I don't match your optimism on that, <laughs> folks. Go and uh, read that roundtable, but go participate in Kyle's. Uh, wait, that's a really stupid thing to say. <laughs> go, go, go participate in the in the live Q and A that in real time begins in five minutes and will be long long over by the time you listen to this. But you, <laughs> you got to the end of the episode. <laughs> but but trust me, you can go back and read it, and you'll love it. I uh, just quit. I, <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. I just clenched my abs up so hard uh, that I like bubbles. Y'all cried. go watch Monday Night Football live right now. <laughs> it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a crazy you're comeback. S- you're still going to enjoy the, the Q&A, even if it's not live. So yeah, the information we, will still be good. You just won't be able to ask me any new questions. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. We uh, yeah Follow us. You know where we are. And uh, give us a review. Say, hey, we'll see you next time. Bye. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.